listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And as always, we've got another great show on hand today. We've got Steve and Jim both in here in the studio at the round table. And on the other end of the line, this is something we've never done before, we've got Slick on the other end of the line. And Slick's going to be doing um, a television show in the near future. And so... Uh, his uh, PR folks wanted us to uh, have him on, and it's our pleasure to have him on, as a matter of fact. Uh, good morning, Slick. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? Fine, Doing thanks. great. Fine, thanks. Yeah. Now, Excellent. you have a face for TV, and Steve and I have a face for radio, so we're, <laughs> this ought to go real well here. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would think so. I would you got the roller so. skate, I got the key. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, t- tell us, okay, t- l- l- let's just get down to brass tacks. I looked at your website, Steve's looked at your website, and just kind of tell us about how you evolved in the business, because it looks like you run a pretty good business. Oh, thank you. Um, well, we, um, I guess it started with uh, Matchbox and went to models and then went to RC cars and go-karts and the real thing. And I still play with all the above. It's just I didn't realize how much more expensive it got as I grew older. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, I've owned probably, I don't know, probably six, 700 cars to date. Um, oh, Lord. I thought uh, I had yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had 300 at one time in Texas. It was... Uh, oh, whereabouts I'm, in I'm, Texas? I was actually in LaGrange, you know, the, the song. Oh, you yeah, know, I, yeah. That's uh, Home of the Whorehouse. Yeah, I'm I was from, there. Uh, um, I'm from so, Not the Whorehouse. I was, I was in the town. So... Um, <laughs> Well, David, oh you, damn! You would oh. speak the same oh, no. language. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, I graduated from Texas Tech, and so when you say oh. you're a Texan, well, you know that, that's the uh, old home. Yeah, born and bred there. I was uh, Galveston. I was born in, and I was raised in um, Pasadena and um, Marstinkadena, as they called it. And, yep, yeah, yep. Um, Austin and um, Vider. I've been all over, man. So it's uh, I wanted to take and find out where I really wanted to be, and I thought Texas was it, and found love uh, in Texas at the Continental Club. I was filming um, Tree of Life with Brad Pitt and Sean Penn, and uh, I was a car wrangler for the movie, and um, I was uh, I brought some Brits in on the movie, and uh, they broke down in front of my shop. Uh, they were driving by on a 48 Ford pickup, and, and it was smoking. I, pulled, I waved them in, and I fixed their truck for them, and we went to the Continental Club over in Austin. Um, Steve Worthermeyer was a good friend, and um, we uh, were relaxing, and another Brit heard them talking, and was like, where are you from? They're like, oh, we're from Cornwall, you know, and they hit it off, and I was like, tell her about me, tell her about me, tell her about me, <laughs> and uh, they uh, introduced me, and um, the rest was history. She lived in Florida. Um, she flew down two more times to see me, and I flew to Florida and realized the grass is actually greener, so uh, well, I, I let, definitely... Let's back you up mean, There is grass in Florida, <laughs> not in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the 48 Ford pickup. That's what I want to know about. Oh, it was white, had a uh, little 289 in it, and um, he blew a Valkyrie gasket on it, and um, uh, it was um, uh, it just was pouring oil out the back of it. I mean, you know, and he was getting it, too, so he didn't see the, the white stream of cloud that was behind him. I'm like, man, you need to pull over. That thing ever lights up. You're not going to put it out unless you find some dirt you know, around to put it out, so... Um, he uh, he pulled in and fixed his truck, and then he bought a 53 Chevy 
um, one ton, and I put an Avion camper on the back of it for him and shipped it to England for him um, before it was all said and done. And he was just a great guy, man. Even yeah. uh, Paul were just really, they were rockabilly. They actually had a rockabilly band in uh, in the UK, so uh, uh, really great guys, really great. So we we've uh, I've done so many cars, it's disgusting. So um, it's uh, I've only had a few get away from me, and and one of them I'm fixing to pick up um, out of South America, a '55 two door post, because um, I have uh, another business I'm looking to do over there, and uh, I got a I'm going to build my two lane blacktop replica with uh, Richard, who actually built the original one. Um, he's going to come in, uh, hopefully, and uh, help me um, build it on the show. Well, explain to our listeners what your replica is. Oh, it, as far as, uh, I would say, exact copy of the two-lane blacktop car, okay. um, what, yeah, which, what, was, which I, was the... Go ahead. I don't know. What, what, what is chewing blacktop? I don't know what it two is. Two-lane blacktop? Two-lane blacktop. Two-lane blacktop. I don't oh, know what yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, the movie, man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the same car that was in American Graffiti, they just re- they just repainted it and put bumpers back the, on it. The Chevy or the the Ford? Oh, the fifty five man. Oh, okay, yeah, Falfa's yeah. Falfa's car. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, two lane blacktop was the one that had um, uh, James Taylor driving it. With um, uh, I think it was Dennis Wilson. I was the Beach Boy that was in the passenger seat there, and, and uh, it was. It was the first car movie I saw that made me go, I want to build hot rods, you know, and, 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 and uh, it's, you know, just a, the most bitchin', you know, car, you know. It was, and and uh, isn't that the one Charlie Manson was in the backseat with those guys? <laughs> that looked like Charles Manson. It did. It was a girl, but it looked like Charles Manson. <laughs> Damn, what ugly woman. Uh, okay. <laughs> speaking, speaking of 55s and posts, have you ever bought one of the new replica bodies and just scratch built a 55 no because there's just so damn much money i mean yeah I, that's I, a big I, piece I, I can't i mean i i commend anyone who does it because they're keeping the hobby alive you know i always used to say well you know they don't make these anymore so but they do yeah um, well, well, you know well, it's the bare body's twenty one thousand, i think god yeah at least no well Den- dennis carpenter gets almost 50 for the 40 ford without a hood wow yeah yeah, yeah the 40 yeah. ford yeah. I can't. I just. I can buy a, a replica. We're all about um, recycling. I mean, we're, we're one of the more, more green shops that you're going to run into for a hot rod shop. You wouldn't expect it, but um, or a classic. We do everything. We do hot rods, classic restoration. Um, you know, you know mm-hmm. retro rods, resto mods. Um, you know, straight out street rods. But uh, we try to recycle everything. We have all LED lighting in our shop. Everything's you know energy efficient. Um, That's great. You know, power management controls, and so I think you know recycling oh, classic cars is the most I guess sincere form of recycling. I mean you know you're taking sure. a piece of American history and you're putting it back on the road. Yeah. There used to be a bumper sticker that was around years ago that said Hot Rodders, America's original recyclers. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, I remember yeah. that. There's a few other ones. I had uh, gas, grass, or ass, and the one rides free. Um, yeah, there was that one, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I, um, gee, which, I, I can't remember which one I was involved with. Of the three. <laughs> I have a lot of gas. Yeah, but, <laughs> I never had gas in my car, so it couldn't have been that. I'm always yeah. out of gas. <laughs> don't, don't you? Isn't the one you had? I live in fear of death all week, and then I leave her and go racing. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, there was I like a, that one. there was a lot of good clever ones. Anyway, so 
you what's your primary focus so what do, what do you what 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 cranks you on hot rods restorations street rods i would say it, it's a blend between hot or half and half between building a hot rod or building a totally custom build um i, I mean i really enjoy because you know i mean it's there's each car is beautiful in its own way. Um, you know, I, I love all cars. There's very no. I can't pick one. If I had to, I would, I would just. I might as well just kill myself. I couldn't pick one. There's no way. But there's when you're building a hot rod. You know, you're, you're taking piece. You know, and you're making like American history again. And you're 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 doing something new and different. You know, that just you know brings back the hobby and makes people go ooh. But when you build a totally custom one-off car, you're building someone a car that is actually going to be their car versus you know what someone um, when you do a restoration it's what someone else intended the car to look like the designer like whether it be harvey earl or somebody like that you're really you're recreating their car um you know and when a customer comes up and says i want to you know something totally crazy and he he talks about the build and and you design it and and you build it from scratch then you really kind of are making it his car you know and that way it's not just another you know uh you know 40 ford in a parking lot or you know a 32 ford you know it's something one-off, you know, that it's really, and, and every time someone sees it, whether that guy's dead and gone, they'll be like, oh, that was Charlie's car, you know, I mean, it's it's their car. Yeah. So I, it's kind of, um, you know, why Ed Roth and all the other guys have been my big, you know, inspirations and heroes, you know, and George Barris and you, Blackie and all the guys, you know, in the yeah. hobby. Do you go to the Custom Kemp Convention, all those Kemp guys? We have several around here that have some, some pretty wild custom cars. I literally go nowhere. I uh, I actually live by my shop, like within thirty feet of it, and, and my last shop. And this one, I live right close to it, also. So all I do is work, and I go to SEMA. That's it. I don't you go to SEMA. Uh, yeah. I don't go to car shows. I don't. Uh, I don't generally show off all my cars because it's it's really not fair when I have a shop full of guys. You know, when I take a car to a car show, it's not you know it's not fair to the guys who build them in the garages and stuff like that. You know, I mean, we have every tool known to man and everything so when we build a car it's it's not really fair for the guys that build them out of the garages so you know we we put them out there you know for people to see you know on the internet and we take them to SEMA but I'm not into the to the trophy you know hunting thing yeah do you, who's display or which company do you build for at SEMA or do you do in that independent show area um I basically I have so many vendors that sponsor us because of uh, the prior shows we've had. You know, we've had right. um, I had a show on NBC, Telfins and Chrome. Um, I was on and um, I had a Highway to Sell. I was on Monster Garage. You know, I've done a lot of different TV show stuff. So um, a lot of my vendors support me. So, like, we had the very first 4-cam LS engine um, in the world um, from Mercury Racing. Um, I put it in my Ultra Body, which is loosely based on a 32 Ford. It's, we designed... Uh, we actually designed and built our own car bodies, so we have 20 different bodies we manufacture. And uh, so we did uh, a 32 Ford. We did the first highway convertible top car before Dearborn or any of those guys. And uh, we have uh, it has the 4 cam LS engine in, which is LS427, brand new motor with you know 7 800 horse out of it. Um, it's evil. It's just it's bad to the bones so uh <laughs> very pleased to build that car for SEMA so it was in the Mercury race well last year it was in the ARC audio booth um okay um this, uh, we did um Andy Hillstrand's 32 Ford we did Jonathan Hillstrand from the Deadliest Catch um Time Bandit car we did the 55 Chevy for him and did a mix between the two lane blacktop and the American Graffiti car 
um, made the cover of Super Chevy with that one. Um, when we go to when we go to SEMA, it's just whoever. Like this year, we're taking a '50 Chevy um, uh, postcard that we're putting a Toyota Super 2 JZ in, um, custom built frame. It'll be a drift car of sorts. Um, so think of Fast and the Furious with the Mustang. With a Chev- 50, 50 Chevy? And a 50 Chevy. To uh, do drifting? Whoa, no, that's, be, that's weird. Be so cool. It'll be so different what? and weird. That's one of the crazy builds we're doing. Um, we have Heath Ledger's supposedly last car. I can't prove it because he never titled it, but um, 12 different sources all say it was his car. Um, it's a 61 Caddy he was making a Batmobile out of. Um, so I'm going to, he was the Joker in Batman that passed away. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm going to be building that car and it's going to be a Caddy 500 STS twin turbo. Um, it's, it's a Batmobile. I promise you that, you know, it's, it's just nuts how cool this car is. I mean, when you see it, you'll be like, wow. The only thing I'm missing is FFA approval to do a bat signal in the sky. I'm trying to get that approval <laughs> right now. Yeah, well, yeah, and Robin, and Robin. Cat Girl. And Robin, uh, the Cat no, Girl. I think I'll take Bat Girl, cat thank girl. you. Cat, cat, <laughs> wasn't that Cat Girl? Bat Girl. Bat Girl, well, what Bat Girl, yeah. or Cat Woman, one of the two. Either <laughs> one's fine with Cat her, Woman, Bat, bat Broad Idol, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Slick, we're gonna we're gonna have to stop here, take a break, and uh, we'll come back with Slick and Slick's Garage right after this. All right, buddy. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for forty five years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby, the first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Buzz off with Lawyer Liz. Join me each week, Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, as we talk drones, Internet of Things, and technology. Hi, my name is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby... Uh, that I've been part of for years. Not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to, to uh, insure your classic classic, antique, or even your street ride. Call J.C. Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. 
And you're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and we have a very special guest on today, Slick from Slick's Garage. A lot of you have seen Slick on different television shows, and uh, he's got another one coming up that uh, we'll be introduced, or hopefully uh, Slick, when when everything's all, all the dust is settled or the, or the um, pollution has settled or whatever, you'll call us and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll do a, another show with you about the uh, television show. Oh, gladly, definitely. Yeah. Would you uh, tell our listeners all about your website, please? Um, we <clears> do. <throat> the, the website's just a holding page currently. We have some website pictures on there. Um, we're kind of waiting probably in the next month here. We're going to come out with a new website. And also, uh, we, we post a lot of stuff on Instagram and Twitter right now. It seems like it seems to be the mainstay right now. Um, but we're uh, we're getting ready for our big push because we just finally um, had our preview party for our new shop out of Miami. So uh, our Swiss Garage Miami is going to be our, our big push here. And uh, we spent the last shoot almost a year retrofitting our shop with, uh, I mean, everything's new. It's, it's just retarded how amazing... It is. I mean, I, I never thought I'd be at this point in my life. Um, you know, just it's the stuff people dream of. You know, so um, you know, this is what we're going to start pushing out. Is want to like have a finished product and not a, uh, you know, a pictorial of you know of, of uh, how we got here. I mean, I think everyone's just uh, more interested in where we are now. So uh, we kind of dropped off the map so we could do this new big push, and I'm I'm just excited as can be about it. We got some really cool stuff coming in. You said. How do you get your inspiration from, you know, somebody comes in and says, I want this or I want a uh, Ford customized, uh, you know, a 30s Ford or a, or even back in the 50s Ford or something like that. How, how do you get your inspiration to say, well, I think we ought to do this? Um, good question. Um, I think that generally when a customer comes in, I've had the customers come in and go, you know, here's, 20, 30 grand, you know, build me something. And I'm like, like what? You know, and they're like, well, whatever you do. You know, I'm like, well, it's not what I do. It's, I mean, it's what would you like? You know, and they're like, well, whatever you would do. And I'm like, no, you're not hearing me. I'm not building me a car. I'm building you a car. You know, so um, I've only even take those jobs in. And uh, after being on air um, in 60 countries now, if I'm not mistaken, it's 59 or 60 countries, um, there's 2,000 plus cars on a waiting list for anytime I want a job so I pick and choose a lot of them but they have to have heart I mean if it doesn't mean something to you if it's not personal if I don't see the you know the, the gleam in your eye where you're really just like this is your you know major ambition um, whether it's a dying request project or a father-son project if it's not something that means something to you then I really can't bite my teeth into it because I don't really I mean I, I it's I'm just building a car then it's just a, a cookie cutter type scenario just punch in punch out kind of thing another you know another basic restoration or something like that it has to be something where there's it's, it's personal because <laughs> i want to build a an heirloom not just a, another car you know so um you know we got like a 54 mercedes in right now that um this lovely couple bought out of here out of florida actually and um they uh they're like look you know we we love the look of the car but we enjoy driving our new mercedes you know uh so can you mend them you know and make the two one i'm like sure so we got a 2005 CLK um, 6.3 AMG Mercedes convertible that we're dropping the body literally straight over the car. I mean, it will be a, a true, true body swap. I mean, the, the dash of the car, of the CLK goes in it, the same width, same track, um, surprisingly. And um, it's going to be a really cool sleeper, you know, that we're going to build. And they'll probably never really get on it so I've already warned them I'm going to go through a set of tires and they said that's fine so <laughs> oh gee 
Well, what what's the body on the fifty four? That's a fifty four one eighty D. So okay. it's um, the lowest of the low, the slowest yep. of the slow. So yep. um, I'm uh, I'm very pleased to be building this. There's only one other one done, and it wasn't a six three, and it's in the UK. Um, so we'll have the only one in America built, and um, you know, I mean, it's I got a. 89 Countach Proba body um, that I'm putting a you know 1200 horsepower LS motor in with a Porsche 930 behind it and it, it's crazy stuff like that down to original restos like we have a we have the 35 Daimler which there's only eight made of um, and it was the Queen of England's royal family so the Queen got one and the royal family got seven and um, we have one of those um, it's just uh, I, mean, I found out Craigslist for seventeen hundred and fifty bucks, and it's last one sold for over two million. So um, I'm pretty pleased to be having that car in my shop. Um, and that's a and that's, re- restoration, right? That one. Yes, sir. Well, it's because there's only eight made of those. That I don't have the motor in it, unfortunately. So I contacted the Daimler Club in the UK to to make sure I'm doing the car justice because it's my personal car. And um, I'm like, look, you know, I, I don't really want to do an injustice to the car, but I can't find an engine um, at anywhere. And I told them some of the motors I had, and they said, "Yeah, uh, the 50 Buick motor I have. Um, I have a, I'm sorry, 52 Buick motor. I have a 52 Buick um, super engine um, that has twin. Uh, I actually came factory with a four barrel carburetor on it, which is really, really rare. And uh, and they said, well, that engine is close enough to what the original engine was like. Um, so they said they they gave it the blessing. So I'm gonna put that <laughs> motor in it and." And uh, restored, except for a color change on the interior, it will be back to stock. So, how, how do your guys, how do you and your guys that work for you, switch back and forth between American cars and European cars? And like you were talking about German car with the the, the Daimlers, the uh, Mercedes, and so forth. Do you find that difficult? And and uh, when you're going after OEM or um, no, my dad owned a car lot growing up. Um, well, he owned many car lots, and um, and uh, I was that's how I got in the hobby, like really hardcore. He let me play with the cars and you know work on junk ones and stuff like that, and get my fingers you know you know sticky and figure out how to do make things work. And I, I just always thought of it as a car is a car. I mean, it's fuel, fire, and compression. I mean, there's really not a whole lot different. So when someone comes up and goes, I don't work on that foreign stuff, I'm like. It's just an engine, you know. I mean, it's it doesn't matter if it's a weed whacker or if it's you know a uh, you know a uh, a big block Chevy. I mean, it still takes fuel, fire, and compression to run. The rest of it's just you know down to you know basic diagnostics. So, um, I'm first and foremost a mechanic, and after that, I I basically just fell in love with everything to do with cars and had to learn it because when growing up, I couldn't afford to pay anybody, so um, I did it all on my own. So until I moved to Florida, I really never had a crew, and uh, that of course posed to be the problem the last oh eight years now was finding qualified workers that do work to the quality that i know the customer deserves you know and i think that's what it's always been about is making sure that they get their money's worth and it's always been um, uh, a problem trying to find qualified workers but so if there's any really badass mechanics and painters out there that are that can do top quality SEMA work Man, call me. <laughs> I've got a good crew now, but I, with as many jobs as I have on a waiting list, I could hire twenty people and not be, and, and never be out of work. So, from front bumper to back bumper, what do you what do you do, or what do you not do? Do you do the upholstery and everything, or do you? We have an upholstery team. Um, we build our own chassis. Um, we do everything, paint all paint and body work in house. Um, we 
but we can do everything up to a bus. We have a 40-foot paint booth, um, so you know we can do buses if need be. Uh, in fact, we're doing a 57 Greyhound and a 48 Brill bus currently. Also. <laughs> um, hey, would you work on an 09 Maxwell? <laughs> would you take on an 09? I, I did I a 1901 uh, Oldsmobile, so yeah, pretty yeah. sure I could Yeah, you, know, you have a curved dash. Sitting in, in, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked on Stars, Maxwells. I've worked on... <clears throat> Uh, I, I had a Texan almost come in, which is really that would have really been awesome. Um, you know, being from Texas, uh, there's not too many cars I haven't touched. I mean, there's only a few they've got away, and and I planned on on getting those. I don't have a Tucker, never had a Tucker. I get to work on one coming up, I think, and I haven't had a. I still haven't had a '73 Cuda or Challenger. I don't care which one. Um, there's only a few that have, that have really eluded me, and uh, Christine, of course. Yeah. Um, there's just a few that I got to add to my collection so I can I can be whole. <laughs> you you want to find Christine, huh? Yeah, I saw it at the auction. I saw it in the Tulane Blacktop sale um, at Barrett Jackson in Scottsdale, and um, and that was heartbreaking. You know, what I mean, it was just watching that car go across the block and not having the cash. Just yeah, it's hard. Was I mean, that was pre know. pre crash Christine or or <laughs> the crunched one? Uh, I want to say this one was actually the uh, the camera car, probably. <laughs> what are they, Slick, what do they use? This is really nice. Do they use two or three cars when they shoot a movie? Yes, yes. Two. Well, it um, depends. Like when um, uh, Quentin Tarantino contacted me to do Death Proof, um, and he wanted like 15 Novas, and something clicked in me when he said 15 Novas. I was like, why do you want 15? He goes, oh, we're doing a movie, and... And I was like, oh, okay, well, I know you being kind of a, a slightly violent type of, you know, TV movie, you know, so um, I, I backed off because I knew he was just going to destroy 15 Novas, and I'm glad I did because that's exactly what he did. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Slick, uh, several times in, in our conversation before the show, you mentioned, uh, you know, wanting to keep the hobby going and all this. This has been our goal ever since we uh, started the show, and this goes back to um, 2005 with Steve, is that we want the young folks, we want somehow get them off the couch, get them off of uh, playing with their thumbs, and at least learn how to change a tire if they need to. But with, with your collection of cars and with what you do, do you ever see... Uh, any kind of internship or maybe even uh, opening a museum of sorts where kids can come in and or even opening the shop where kids could come in and see what you all do um actually we have a uh, open bar and grill that kids can't come to of course but um it's a it's a setup for what people our shop actually has the bar outside which actually comes inside and has a glass room so we can schedule rooms uh days for the kids to come in where we just close the bar down um, we have a club inside the shop at, um, once a month. We have a, 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 like a club club, like a dance club, uh, type thing, you know, with a DJ and we have a game room with pinball machines and jukeboxes and pool table and, um, we have a VIP with a theater in it. So we will entertain, uh, kids. We tried. Florida's really, really crappy on their laws as far as trying to do any kind of internships. We we tried to do it with um, a bunch of kids for after school program and the state of Florida says you cannot hire you cannot have any interns, you have to pay them minimum wage. Um, so that really screwed things up because we taught like there was a fourteen year old girl who could out weld my guys. I mean she we taught her to weld and she was phenomenal at it. Um, we taught a bunch of kids uh, ROTC 
Um, we had a uh, we've got kids in from Wyotech, uh, you know, uh, MTI, and it just they don't allow internship, so it made it really hard. I'm like, look, we I donate my time to Habitat for Humanity. We do 15 different charities, you know, ourselves. You know, we throw car shows. All the money goes to the charities and youth centers and things like that. So why can't we? They'll keep the hobby alive and also give these kids a trade set and a, and a reason to feel proud. Like they can go work on mom's car and help her out, you know, and you know change the brakes or whatever and save them some money and give them a feeling of accomplishment. And they, uh, the Florida just didn't see it that way. So we're trying to find a way around it. Um, if I have to open up a separate 5013C for it, you know, for a charity, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to keep the car hobby alive because unfortunately we are a dying breed. Um, yes. You know, the hot riding will always be there, but not bought and paid for hot rodding you know i mean that's that's kind of what you know is going on now or they just go out and buy a brand new mustang which comes with you know four or five hundred horse and that's fine and dandy but they know triple a and that's it you know we need to teach kids you know the basics because you know this is this is the roots of our hobby you know is, is modifying a car and making it your own versus just bolt on you know and go kind of stuff so we're we're trying to find ways to make that happen um and with old cars it definitely makes it a lot easier because um, and having such a wide span of cars that I have here in the shop and I own, um, it, there's something to interest any kid. I don't care who it is, whether it's a, you know, a, a no, we have a 66 Nova in the shop, you know, we have Carmen Gias and, and 55 T-Birds and 68 Chevelle convertibles and all these different cars. So we have a, uh, a wide span to make sure that we grab the attention of every youth that we can possibly grab and, and I definitely take the time out to spend with them so that they, you know, hopefully I can inspire the next generation. Uh, Slick, with that, we're going to have to take our second break. We'll be back on the Classic Car Show with Slick in Slick's Garage right after this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We've got Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber at the round table today, and they're, they're brutalizing Slick down in Miami. Brutalizing? Brutalizing. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah just you know, we keep different, different hours than you guys, man. In Miami, you know, everything closes around 2, 3, or 4 o'clock in the morning, so we don't get up early. You don't get up early. Huh? Anyway, uh, that was the kid youth program. I was on the Antique Automobile Club National Board, and now I'm on Horseless Carriage Club's National Board. 
the youth program is something that I'm, I'm really involved with it, uh, uh, with this stuff. And, and uh, does do I'm not that familiar with hot rod stuff anymore. I used to. I my last uh, hot rod I did was one of the. 34 three window coupes you know the plastic bodies that there was yep. 20 you go to the Nash street rod nationals and there's 20,000 cars there and 10,000 of my red 34 three windows with yeah. a tan <laughs> interior and a small block chevy uh <laughs> you know but uh do, does the hot rod i i just don't know this is for my own does does the like NS, nsra or good good guys do they have a youth program that they that they do? Do they have something organized that they do? Good guys had something. I remember um, I've got a really big uh, library of, of Street Rodder and Hot Rod and all, all the way back to the 50s. And I remember reading something in Street Rodder probably in the late 90s or 2000s where they did have something for the kids. Um, I don't know if it's strictly for at the car shows. Um, which I'm sure they do. I mean, they have the you know the stuff for the the wise and everything. They have the swap meet and the swap boost and stuff like that. But um, they have like the the valve cover races and stuff with the kids and and things like that. So um, that's the thing is getting them stuck and 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 on matchbox cars and working their way up. I found is really the best bet. I mean, you know, we we'd have a Hot Wheels guy come out at our car shows and and he had a big track and. And he would let the kids take the, the matchbox cars and have races on these twin tracks and stuff like that. And that's where it starts. I mean, you yeah, have to sure. get the bug in them, you know, and and, uh, and we need more cartoons and stuff like Speed Racer and stuff like that back out to help get the kids into it also, you know. And it's uh, it's just, it's it's a way of life. I mean, and, and it's fulfilling. Uh, it's, it's, it's a paycheck, you know, I mean, and it's also, uh, it's history, you a know. A big I mean, I paycheck, if you do it right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about that. There was a street rod uh, article I saw a long time ago where the guy was building uh, a professional builder, and and uh, he said, you know, if you want to make a small fortune in the in the car building hobby, um, start with a large one. Yeah. He's right. <laughs> you, yeah. It's it's hard. You you really don't make a ton of money doing it. Um, you know, people think that, but um, any money I make goes right back in the shop. I mean, we we invest in the shop to make sure my guys have the tools and and that we're as comfortable as possible while we're here because it's home to you know nine tenths of our you know of our day. Sure. And then there's the 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 guys like Boyd Coddington who had that when he was alive had had really done something. That oh was yeah, quite I mean, a setup. He built the ZZ Top car. He yeah. built so many amazing cars. He built the the Delahaye looking car there. He's uh, him and and, and also uh, 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 I can't think of her name to save my life. Um, his wife. Um, yeah. Well, which one? The first one Joe, or the second Joe, one or the third one, one or the fourth one, one or the I fifth one? She's a sweetheart. She <laughs> is really. I like the fact she got out there to go to Salt Flats. I mean, that's. See, that's the thing is, I mean, that was what most kids dreamed of back in the day was they'd get out there and it was like, I want to go to Salt Flats and run a car. Yeah, you know, or, or, <laughs> yeah, go to the go yeah. to the Nationals up in Indianapolis. Oh, um, God, yeah. Being involved more with the the, uh, uh, the the antique or restored stuff, and you're obviously doing all three, what do you see as the future for, for street rod and hot rod stuff? I'm just, I, you know, I go to, a, there's a club, not a club, a group here called, we go to breakfast every Tuesday morning at Marietta Diner. It's called Romeo's, and it stands for Retired Old Men Eating Out. And there's there's <laughs> there's probably 100 cars there every Tuesday morning, 99% of them street rods. Where do you, where do you see the street rod hobby going? Because you hear all of this stuff, and you see all this stuff, and... You just wonder. It's really making a change. I mean, it's um, 
unfortunately, it, it, it's it. I don't know when it's going to come. Everything comes full circle. It's I've watched the hobby go. When I was in school, I was well. I'm 43. Last Saturday, I turned 43. And when I was in school, um, I had a 51 Lincoln. Um, I still own it. It's the car I've owned the longest. And, um, you know, it's flat black, you know, and it had the red steelies and the wide whites. And, and, and it was, everyone thought it was a clown car. They were like, you know, when are you going to finish it? When are you going to paint it? And, and it was a tribute to the 50s, you know. I mean, so back in the day when you didn't have money for paint, so you primed it. You didn't have, you know, money for real cool wheels, so you got red steelies, which almost all 50s cars had red steelies, and they go to the junkyard and they pull them out and the spares and stuff. And it was, it was do what you could do. And that's really what I did with the car. And so having that car, watching the now, you know, in the uh, late 2000, you know, everything came back to nostalgia, and then it twisted into, you know, a rat rod scene. And I think that's where the street rod scene is going right now, is to the rat rods. Um, and it's these a mix between an art car and a street rod. And uh, it's how crazy can we make it? And, and unfortunately, there's a there's a lot of hacks out there that are basically doing like let's put the biggest engine we can in it with. No front brakes. No front no. brakes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, crazy, no, man. That's basic nuts. rear brakes. No floorboard. No drive shaft loop. You know, no nothing. Like it's a death trap. You know, I mean, and it's just there's you know there's a bunch of good builders out there. Don't get me wrong, but there's just a few that you look at and go, really, like how crappy can we make it? You know, almost comes but, to mind. You know, and and I and it's a shame because you know it's it's they have the right idea. They just didn't follow through with it. And they all know? have teeth on the grill. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and, and, and a bottle or a beer can for an overflow, and I mean, you know, it it becomes a little trite, you know, I mean, it becomes overdone, and, and I think that uh, the hobby's definitely taking a shift, um, I don't, unless we, something really big happens, like another movie comes out, it's like, you watch Rocky fight, you come out of the movie, and, and, and you watch Rocky, and you want to get in a fight, you watch Fast and the Furious, and when it did come out, everybody wanted to go out and street racing, and, and that's what caused, you know, the big... You know, panic with the the law enforcement where they're like everyone's out street racing, so they made laws saying they would you know bust you and take your car away if they caught you doing it. And it's I think there's going to take another movie coming out that in, that has something to do with street rods and traditional cars, you know, and as hot rods, uh, whether it's a stock you know Mustang Eleanor you know look alike or something. You know, that's what made Gone Sixty Seconds sure. you know popular. We need some more movies like that out there that take and, and really amplify you know what cars is about, what car you know the hobby's about to take and keep it alive. I think that's what always brings a resurgence. You know, in the 70s when the gas crunch came in, um, they came out with two-lane blacktop and a couple, you know, really amazing hot rod movies, American Graffiti, and, and when the gas prices were so crazy, they still took, and, and hot riders went back out in the streets and started hot riding because of the movies. And I think that's what, you know, I mean, it gives you, you romanticize it. You know, you see yourself, you know, flying down the road in a 32 Ford with the top down and your wind blowing in your hair, and I think that's kind of what, you know, makes the hobby go around is these movies and stuff. So and Jim doesn't know what you're talking one. about, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you're, way, you're beyond me. What's yeah, with the wind, wind and the hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I go, we, we go he, back. Looks, he looks out for low-flying bugs. Yeah. You know? I'm yeah. streamlined. Our, 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 our reference to hot rod movies are from the 50s. Yeah. Hot rods to hell and all yeah. this. Oh, I those all horrible those. B movies. <laughs> oh, come on. Those are great movies. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think yeah, the they, uh, I think the writer put it all together yeah. while he was in the can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really believe the... that, and they, and they speed up the footage so fast. Yeah. I mean, to make you look like you're really going. And, fast, and it was the so, same uh, people, and every yeah. one of those and, things. And then Cornell Wilde did that one with the sports cars, and uh, they had a big crash and burn in that one. And, I can't think oh, of which one was that. Oh, uh, they had, was they had a, a Fast and the Furious. That's what no one knows about. It. Yeah. There was a 50s Fast and the Furious, you know, and I'm like, the original, and I go, what do you mean? I'm like, the 50s yeah. one. There was one in the 50s? Oh, I'm like, I'm oh, sure. man. Yeah. This was a black and white sports car race. But yeah. the other yeah. one is Elvis did one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. loving yeah. you, yeah. Lo- the loving you car, yeah. the roadster. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I like my favorite are things like you know the hot rod vampire and <laughs> those, those things were <laughs> here's Dracula <laughs> with his teeth hanging out in a thirty two Ford with a flatty in it <laughs> chasing people that around. Was Saturday afternoon. I know. It's, yeah, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, for a nickel. <laughs> have, have you just you know <laughs> have you done uh, like a high Hybrid hot rod, or do you know of anybody that's done hybrids or all electric stuff, or all of this real new wild new technology? The electric cars are phenomenal. Um, I, I'm I, they have the most torque, instant throttle response, instant everything. Um, I definitely think that there will be a big push towards that and the hot rodding thing. There was a thirty guy built a thirty two Ford one. Um, the problem is, is just like a. Uh, when people, these guys that think they're being real green initiative, and like, oh, I drive a Prius. I'm like, you do realize that's the biggest carbon footprint on the planet. You do know that, right? And they're like, you know, they get all offended. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? It's green. I'm like, okay, it takes more to, to, to make a battery, to upkeep it, and to dispose of it than yeah, anything the disposal. else there is. Yeah, the disposal. So I'm like, you know, you're, yeah. you're really not being green by that matter in, in any fact. If a gas car is way more efficient than what you're doing, and as far as, you know, good for the earth. And uh, so I think uh, I've, I've, we actually are looking to produce our own brand of car um, in the future, um, our own make and model, and uh, it will be it will be a hybrid, and it will be something that is um, supercar esque, you know, as far as it will look fifties and sixties kind of you know uh, styling, body wise, um, but it will be a it will be a badass car. It'll it'll actually run. It'll be better than a Prius. Let's put it that way. It's going to haul cool. butt. <laughs> cool. The, the greenest person I know is Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. 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 He's uh, yeah. he is kind of a green guy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he and the gecko. His girlfriend's not too hot, but he's 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 a oh, cool well, guy. Can't have everything in yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, and the little gecko guy. He's pretty the, green. Oh yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. The all. What is that? The insurance people. Geico. Geico. Oh, Geico. No, no, not Geico. Geico. Is that no. Geico? That's yeah. that woman. That no, it's Geico. No, Flo is. Yeah. You're thinking about progressive. Yeah, you're thinking of flow. I've never been wow. called progressive in my life. Uh, <laughs> Regressive, maybe. Yeah. Regressive. I think I was born generation too late myself. Yeah. Um, let's let's go back for a minute. The cars you build you build your own chassis now are what do you do for a body do you do your own metal or is it fiberglass or both or um we do our, well, most of our bodies we make are, are fiberglass but they're actually i'm I've always you know my heroes like gibbons and stuff like that yeah. you know i mean you know growing up i was like look uh, is this a a, a kid friendly show or no sure this okay, is a car okay. show so uh, i better not say what i was going to say then um so I always said, you know, it looks like breasts, and they feel like breasts. Well, then they're breasts. Well, I kind of feel the same way about a car. You know, it doesn't matter if it's glass or metal to me. Um, it's a car. I mean, every Corvette since 1953 has been fiberglass, you know. So um, okay. I've always looked at it like 
you know, some people are against the, they, oh, it's a kit car. I'm like, no, it's a body. It's a car. It's a car. You know, I mean, it, it's a cut and dry. It's a car. Tires, wheels, motor, it's a car. So um, we manufacture our own bodies, but when we do, we do five layers. Um, we start with an ounce and a half um, as our, 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 our first layer, and then we come back with two layers of two ounce, and then we come back with a woven mat. So our car bodies are stronger than any glass body on the market. Um, we try not to, uh, you know, cut any corners with them, and they, they look like carbon fiber when they're done with the woven mat on the inside, so it's got a nice clean look. It doesn't have all that, you know, raw fiberglass look, um, and they're in their has black in the gel coat we put a black dye so it looks more like carbon fiber um our we just we like building cars from scratch and i think it's kind of like you know there was never a car you know we didn't take one from a junkyard or anything else it was we actually built it where there was not one on the earth there's another one and uh so it's fun we have a frame jig we built our chassis on and uh it's great when we just take and we build of course the traditionals the 32 ford you know three window the 32 ford um uh, 34 Ford three window, um, our Ultra, which is our hideaway convertible top car, um, the 32 Vicky, uh, you know, we bunch of different three Corvette, you know, a bunch of different ones. So uh, it's fun when you build something that was never there and you put it on the earth, and and, and we actually say they're born. You know, it's kind of the way we feel about it. The Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what? Wow. If, if I wonder how many listeners know what that is. <laughs> so, what's your in and out general time frame? On oh, it depends on the car building customer. Yeah. I mean, there's customers that are like, "Look, I'm not in a hurry," and I'm like, "Good," because you know we we have a ton of cars. I mean, we ran into some snags in the prior in the past with all of our. Uh, we had too many cars come in um, at one time, and I thought I had a bunch of workers, and, and it turned out I didn't because I hired a bunch of guys I thought that knew what they were doing, and they didn't. So, um, you know, you get a domino effect real quick. Like, so this new shop, I'm actually learning to. Um, I learned from my mistakes from the first TV show and everything else of how things are run and how not to um, basically let someone take control of your shop. Um, and so I'm. I'm doing things right this time in, the, in, in Miami. I'm going to make sure that it's done properly and um, that we get this. We kind of basically film the show as a day in, day out shop of what happens in a shop versus um, what happens um, on TV. You know, where you build a car in a week. You know, I'm not oh, going to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do and no scripted drama. You know, none of that stuff. Oh, so, you mean you aren't going to hire the tuttles? Cars. You aren't going to hire the tuttles to help you. Who you know, I give him credit for being. I give <laughs> Paul Junior credit, hundred uh, percent, um, for being a, uh, a designer and fabricator. Um, you know, at the beginning there, you know, they didn't they didn't start off too hot. Um, I didn't. I don't watch TV because I find it influences you when you're on TV. You start copying people's phrases and stuff like that. So I don't watch any TV. But um, when they first came out, it was well, let's take this guy's engine and this guy's wheels and this guy's handlebars and stuff like that and didn't have a whole lot of respect for him versus like Jesse James who would actually hand build his bikes. And uh, then later on, you know, the Tuttles got into the, the tooling and equipment and they started building their bikes from scratch almost and I was much more impressed with the show then. Um, and it's, there's a bunch of good builders out there that get a, a bad rap, you know, that just don't get the respect they deserve and there's a lot of, you know, geniuses that aren't even known i mean you know it's and which is a shame you know so we try to take and find those people and, and bring them to the light you know let people know who they are because they deserve to get known for their accomplishments and, and their contribute you know their uh, contributions to the hobby 
Yeah, we've got it. Jim Weber here is a salesman for Bondo. Are you a uh, prospective client? <laughs> no, no Bondo on myself, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> good for you. That's that's good to hear. Yeah, we don't do Bondo. We don't even say the word Bondo. If we use any body filler, you know, it, it's the plastic stuff. You know, we don't take and we don't make sh- we make sure that no one says Bondo because that's the scariest thing ever, you know, to a customer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, up, up north. Especially. I like the smell of it. <laughs> I love the smell of Bondo in the morning. <laughs> My wife really loves it. Actually, she used to keep a little um, a sandwich bag uh, with a little Bondo in it. She really loves the smell of Bondo. Oh She'd just gosh. be walking around, and one day she just pulls out this bag, and she smells the bag and puts it in. I'm like, what the hell is in that bag? Because I'm thinking the wrong thing, of course. I'm like, what is in that bag? And it's, she's like, it's Bondo. I love the smell of Bondo. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> So is she is she active in the business at all? Yes, yeah, she's actually uh, she's co-owner of Swiss Garage, and she um, she helped me get this thing going in Miami. I mean, in other uh, words, I, she's I, your boss. Is that what you're saying tactfully? Um, you know, there's always nice to have someone even you out. Let's put it that way. I have a, a car addiction, and uh, I I don't, I think we have like thirty or forty now, um, and I would own a hundred in a heartbeat if if she let me and. Uh, She's very uh, understanding, let's put it that way. She's extremely understanding. She loves cars. Um, she's got a 63 Carmen Ghia. She's got a 59 El Camino we're going to be building for her. She's got a 68 C10 pickup. Um, she has, oh gosh, she has a ton of cars. Um, so, uh, does she have that she many shoes as well? Trump, Harold. Whoa. Slick, does she have that many shoes as well? What woman doesn't? I know, I've never met a woman who has one or even five pairs of shoes. I know women that have 25 to 100 pairs of shoes. You I know, think she that's... probably has 100 pairs, if I'm not mistaken. So with, in all the, with all the cars and the shoes, how long does it take her to get ready to go out in the morning? Oh, she's a real woman. She actually doesn't take long at all. I, I'm very, very blessed. I mean, she's, uh, she's a badass, man. She's very, she's a go-getter. Um, she loves cars. She loves, you know, designing. Um, she does, she's the one who helped design our logos and, and, um, and does a lot of our website stuff and all that stuff. She's really amazing. She's, but she's a car girl. I mean, she goes to car shows and it's just hilarious because, you know, I've taught her so much about the hobby. Um, you know, being a historian and things like that, I teach her where I taught her where hot rodding actually you know, evolved from, and I show her the old movies and, and I educate her as much as I can. So when she goes to a car show, she was in Columbus, Ohio, and, and uh, doing some consulting work, and uh, she went to a car show, and you know, this guy's like, you know, oh, this Corvette's you know all original, this that, and the other, and blah blah blah, and this, and she goes, well, it's been wrecked, and you know, and there's a crowd around her, you know, around the car, and then she's they're like, what do you mean? Well, well, you see how the fiberglass, see right here? That's where they didn't take and put enough gel coat, you know, and you can see what's actually reacting here, and fiberglass is a living organism, and blah, 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 and you see they painted the parts off in different, you know, the, they painted the hood off at a different time as they did the, you know, the doors, because they don't have the same color match. If you look right here, you can see a different shade, and everyone's like, looking at her like, who the hell are you, and where did you come from? You know, and it's, uh, I, I created a demon, actually, if anything, because uh, she knows She's so particular about cars now that when you know she sees it, on, it, it takes a lot to impress her because you know it's just everyone has their, their each car has its own problems and and uh, we go to SEMA and, and uh, she just start picking cars apart. <laughs> well, it's good to, good to have a partner like that. We're, yeah, we're getting amazing. we're pushing towards the end. What um, what are the things that we've missed and uh, that you'd like to make reference to? Um. Well, we have the, the new show. We're going to take and do true car hobby, true car building, and real-world time. 
Um, we have the most expensive, baddest dyno going in our shop, 2,000-plus capable Maha dyno. Um, that thing, four-wheel drive, you know, the, the full, you know, every bell and whistle on it. Um, we have some amazing cars coming in the shop. We have a build that we're going to be doing, um, a 57 Ferrari 250. Um, there was only, I think, 14 of them made, if I'm not mistaken. The last one sold for $40 million. Uh, we have the only known mold of one. Um, it was an illegal pull back in the 70s, so thank God it's, it's cleared now. But, um, we have a, they pulled a mold of it, and I don't know if it was for, in case of wrecked or something in racing. And this, the, the parent car, um, raced in Cuba back in 1958, and there was a wreck quarter of the way into the race, and so they stopped the race, they went to race the next day, and that's when Fidel Castro took over. So the race never finished. So I'm gonna build this car, and as an identical clone to the original one that raced, and take it back to Cuba, and hopefully get some more cars together, and finish the race that never got finished. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, as you're building a car or working on your different cars, do you do you keep a photo um, diary of them? I'm bad about that. I've never done that, I've, and I wish I would have all my whole life because I would have had, uh, well, it'd be a really big book. Um, I'm just, I get so into the builds, I forget photos, so this next, this season here um, that we start filming and also um, and just doing the cars in general we're going to take a ton of photos and we're going to do progress ones my goal is to hopefully have the cameras in the shop be able to where people can log in and actually watch the builds being done um, is my goal I just have to make sure that it's uh, it doesn't affect the filming um, and giving away, you know, the the prizes, you know, of what's being built and and whatnot. Um, but I'd love it to where people could actually see how cars are built, you know, in real world scenario versus you know, you know the TV thing, and they get the wrong idea. In in the dream world, is there? Uh, you mentioned some uh, some cars that you'd never had or never worked on. Is there any one particular? And we'll tell the world, uh, such as it is, it's listening. What car would you would you like? I'm torn between Christine, the Tucker, and the Cuda, or a Challenger, I don't care. The 73, that's the year I was born. So, um, yeah, the Tucker is just the most iconic, you know, revolutionary car, you know, in my mind. Um, there's the DeWalt's blue one that was in the movie is actually here in Florida. It was a friend of mine's, it's his aunt's, she, they used it in the movie. And uh, that's just first car with disc brakes, first car with rear engine, first car pop-out windshield, first car for everything, seat belts, factory, everything was just revolutionary and it hauled ass. I mean, that's really, yeah, even cooler. Um, and to have, you know, his dream squash was, you know, uh, I love that movie. It's actually one of the requirements of my crew is they have to watch certain car movies um, to be part of the crew. Um, and that way they understand what makes me tick and at the same time what the car hobby is really about and where it's come from so you can't move forward unless you know where you've been how can people get a hold of you slick uh they can take and go on uh, they can call they can email us at info info at slicksgarage.com um they can call uh my number 941-773-2895 it's my cell phone and i'm up to about one or two in the morning every night minimum and uh, or they can just take and uh, just stop by. We're over here in Miami. Where whereabouts in South Beach? Uh, I'm, I'm probably 20 minutes from South Beach. I'm on the Hialeah Miami border. So like you cross the street, you're in Hialeah. You come back across the street, you're in Miami. Oh, cool. 
cool. Uh, I'm just enthralled. You're enthralled. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think we're all very impressed with your story. Well, hopefully you're going to come by and see the shop. Yeah, well, when I get down there, which is very infrequent, uh, I wouldn't mind doing it. Oh, I'd love to give you a free tour, buddy, anytime. Anybody that comes in. We just had a couple in from, well, we had a couple of family in from France, and uh, we had another family in from uh, Colombia that were coming to visit the shop, and they were their fans. And I took them all to the museum, uh, the Miami Car Museum, which is actually going to be in the show also as the second show um, that we're looking to do. um, And it's Slush Garage After Dark is the second show. And uh, we're going to be showcasing some of the the cool cars of, of, of. of Americana and uh, and uh, overseas for that matter from the museum um, so it's it's going to be really cool that the Desert Car Museum is just he's got 13-1400 cars he has the Grease Lightning car he has Chitty Chitty Bang Bang he has the Time Machine he has Mad Max every you know the, the Ghostbusters car Fast and the Furious cars it's an amazing place I mean it really is so uh it's my it's my car heaven when I go there I go and play in the Batmobile and stuff like that and, that, and that's in Miami as well Yes, sir. There's a yeah, lot yeah. of stuff in Miami that doesn't get get out. There's just tons of tons of stuff yeah. in oh, Miami. It's yeah. the hottest city in the in the U.S. right now. And we get um, I think they said something like three thousand people a week are moving to Miami right now. So wow. it's um, it's it's a, it's a really popping city. Yeah. Uh, um, that's amazing. Slick, do us a favor in that uh, as you're talking to people and so forth, let them know about America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And like the museum there, if uh, they would like to be interviewed, would certainly uh, uh, entertain that. We've we've done many, many museums across the country uh, at this point, and uh, even some outside of the country. But uh, Oh, you need to talk to this guy then. I'll put you in touch with him. He has three museums. He has over 3,000 cars plus. He owns the micro car collection. He owns. He has oh, a, he bought that. Fort Lauderdale. Oh yeah, he's he's an amazing gentleman. Um, a really great guy. Him and his son both actually, uh, Michael and uh, Gil Desert. And uh, he owns a museum in Las Vegas. Um, he owns one in Fort Lauderdale and one in Miami. Um, he's he's got an amazing amazing collection. I mean, it, it's it, you'd really you'd enjoy it. You need to stop by if you're ever in that area or in in Vegas or Fort Lauderdale, either one. Um, but I'll get you in touch with them. Cool. And you definitely have a great time. And I'm sure the listeners would, you know, anyone that goes there, pack a lunch couple is a big place. Real quick things before you go. What's going to be the name of the show? That what What is it going to be? Slick's Garage Miami. Slick's That's gr- the working title right now as we speak. It's Slick's Garage Miami. And at any approximate time it's going to be on? I can't say because we've been approached by five different networks. And uh, I've turned down three of them for sure. Um, they're just... Their scripted drama type stuff, and uh, the other two, I'm I'm letting them battle it out. So it'll be 2017 when it comes out. Oh, sure. next year, with, next, next year. year, yes, sir. Okay. With yeah, all yeah, that being yeah. said, we got to thank you, Slick, for being on yes. today, and uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll have you back on uh, in the near future when the when the show starts up. Excellent. Thank you, Good. guys. Right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much. Good talking to you. All right, buddy. Be safe. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.